Can you imagine what would happen if social media platforms had the term discard? Can you imagine if like a little message would pop up asking you, are you sure you'd like to discard this human being and take away the possibility from this person to ever connect with you again? I bet if we had something like that, we would give ourselves the space, the time, and the energy to reflect on whether to hit that block or unfollow button or not. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. This is the third episode in a row that I'm devoted to social media communication. If you are new to me or to the Language Alchemy podcast, welcome, and know that there are two other episodes on social media. Episode number 14 about interpersonal communication and social media, and episode number 15 and the relationship between social media and your internal dialogue. In this episode, I'm going to talk about cancel culture in social media. You've probably heard the term cancel culture, but what exactly does it mean? According to Wikipedia, cancel culture, which is also referred to as call-out culture, a term that originated with the Me Too movement, is a modern way of ostracism in which someone is removed from social or professional circles. When a person is taken out, we say that that person has been canceled. And even though this is a modern term, this is not a modern practice. Ostracism comes from ancient Greece. It was a democratic procedure in which someone was expelled from the city of Athens for 10 years. And many times, the reasons why people were banished were dubious or not clearly justified. And yet, when someone was ostracized, they were considered a threat to the state, mainly because they had expressed a controversial opinion. Nowadays, this is what has become a fairly common practice. That is, when someone in social media expresses an opinion we don't like, we take it personally and we cancel that person. Yes, we remove them from our own social media circle. And the practice of cancel culture of the 21st century, just like ostracism for the citizens of Athens during the 5th century before the Common Era, involves boycotting or shunning someone publicly. When we cancel someone on social media, we tend to do it after we have criticized them, shamed them, or engaged in a social media fight with them. We don't do it privately or after having had a dialogue with someone and letting them know that we feel uncomfortable with what they're expressing and that we are considering removing them from our social media friends or followers and having a conversation with them. No, like in ancient times, before we cancel someone, the first thing we do is that we express our discontent publicly. And we may even go to the extent of recruiting others to take our side and cancel that person too. But we'll talk more about the topic of recruiting others in a future episode. For now, let's focus on canceling others on your social media groups and platforms. 
As I was thinking about this, I was reflecting on the speeding nature of our times. It seems that in the name of efficiency, we're moving faster and faster in so many aspects of our lives. If we order food delivery, we want it right away. If we purchase a product online, we prefer online outlets that promises delivery within a couple of days or even same-day delivery. We have on-demand services, so we don't have to wait to watch a movie or our favorite programs, and we can even watch movies that are released in the theaters in the same week from the comfort of our homes. We are getting more and more accustomed to feeling impatient or burdened if things aren't happening fast enough. We got used to faster and faster internet, faster and faster communication. So for example, if we send a text message to someone and we don't receive a reply within a couple of hours, we feel offended. And I'm using the pronoun we here because I too live in the 21st century. So I'm very aware about including myself in these kind of experiences because I have them too. But with fastness and speediness, we lose our ability to reflect. And reflection takes time, energy, and space. When we reject someone right away, we make that person disposable. When our knee-jerk reaction is to cancel people because we don't like what they said, because we took it personally, because maybe they blamed us or criticized us or our opinions, we run the risk of making people disposable. People, human beings like us with feelings and dreams and aspirations and tribulations and families and hearts. And that is heartbreaking. But why is it so easy to cancel people on social media? Well, because as I mentioned in previous episodes, we don't get to see them when we are on social media. We don't see that other person. We don't have them in front of us. So we don't know how affected they are by what we posted. We don't know what kind of experience they're having in their lives at that moment. We don't know what prompted them to respond to our posts the way they did. There is so much we don't know. We can't see them or their face or body language. We can't hear them or get information from their tone of voice. All we can see is a tiny round picture next to their names or their social media handle. This picture may have been taken at some moment years ago, and it remains unchanging on our screens. Or maybe this tiny picture next to their social media handle may not even be of them. It may be a picture of their pet, a flower, or something else. So because we don't have access to the real human being on the other side, we don't feel our human connection. And when we don't feel our human connection, it's much easier to cancel people. And of course, many social media platforms facilitate this practice by giving us options like unfollow or block them, words that point to canceling others. Can you imagine what would happen if social media platforms had the term discard? Can you imagine if like a little message would pop up asking you, are you sure you'd like to discard this human being and take away the possibility from this person to ever connect with you again? I bet if we had something like that, we would give ourselves the space, the time, 
and the energy to reflect on whether to hit that block or unfollow button or not. Yeah, we would probably cancel people less frequently because we would be reminded of their humanity. And the other danger of canceling people, aside from the risk of getting used to dehumanize them, is the danger of becoming less and less capable of having discussions with people who have different opinions or views of the same world we live in. When we make our circles smaller and smaller and only want to have people in them who think like us, who behave like us, well, when that happens, we run the risk of depriving ourselves from the richness of diversity. We miss the cornucopia of life experiences and we miss the opportunity to learn, to connect, to communicate, and to understand. The less we're able to learn from others, to have the intention to connect, the less we cultivate the curiosity to understand others, the fewer changes we'll be able to bring about in our relationships, families, and communities. Changes that are needed if we want a healthy, sustainable, and thriving world. If we want a life, a relationship, a community where there can be peace and harmony, we have to develop the capacity for dialogue, especially if the other person has a different take on things than we do. There are some academics who have proposed alternatives to cancel culture, and one of the suggestions I enjoyed reading about comes from critical multiculturalism professor Anita Bright. She proposed the term calling in rather than calling out so that we can keep each other accountable for what we are communicating, but in a way that's more, and I quote, humane, humble, and bridge building. From the language alchemy lens, if you want to develop that capacity for a more humane, humble, and bridge-building type of dialogue, here are a few things you can do before you decide to cancel someone. Number one, engage the other person in dialogue by asking them questions. For example, you can ask, how is this conversation for you? Or, are we both willing to agree to disagree? Or... Would you be willing to talk about this on the phone or video conference? I want to make sure I understand your perspective, and I don't want to make assumptions that are so easy to make when we're communicating on social media. So you can engage them in a dialogue. The other thing you can do, number two, is that you can ask yourself if you truly have all the information you need to discard this person from your social media circle. And if you don't, then be curious and ask about what you don't know. And number three, connect to the person's humanity. You could take a few breaths and then go to that person's page to find common denominators and find the human values you both share. For example, do they have a family? Do they value fun, celebration, love? These are three things that can help you take the time energy and space to reflect on whether to cancel this person or not. I'd love to hear from you what you think about this. And to recap, in this episode on cancel culture and social media, I described what it is. I talked about the risks we run when we cancel someone without giving it much consideration. And I also shared three things you can do before you choose to cancel someone. Three things that can increase your capacity for dialogue inclusion, and bridge building. 
As you interact with others on social media, may you connect with each person with humility and humanity. And if you like the podcast, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast outlet and please share it with others. My final request for you is that it's time for a Q&A podcast episode and I would love to answer your question on the podcast. To ask me a question, go to languagealchemy.com forward slash podcast question. Thank you so much for listening and a special thanks to my client Molly for increasing her ability to have bridge building dialogues, including on social media. Next week, I'm going to have a Q&A podcast episode, so enter your questions. Until then, as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com. Thank you.